Morning. Welcome to the Yin and the Yang. Uh, today is July 5th. Uh, welcome, Mr. Paul Avery. How you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Lots of uh, fun stuff went on in this week uh, that we're going to get into today. Um, and let's um, let's start before we get into all the wonderful news and all the fun stuff in our world. Um, how's Brave Moves going? Brave Moves. Uh, I'm pretty good. Brave moves. <laughs> well, hopefully it will be moves, but yeah. <laughs> I we're to still... on the end of everything. It's hereditary. Ever since I've known you, uh, you and your father have always put an S at yeah. the end of everything. Do you want some sandwiches? Do you want the sandwiches? <laughs> Is this an S for everything? I'm going to go watch TVs. Yeah, I'm going to the stores. I'm like, you going to a whole bunch of stores or just one store? <laughs> I will never forget that. Lots, but, uh, lots, of, lots of good stuff for Brave Move, right? Yeah, right now uh, we're definitely still moving full steam ahead. We have actually identified uh, one of our first candidates. He is in interested in the field of art. And today I will have a Zoom meeting with him today to go over some, discuss some future projects and some goals that he has and that we have for his future and to solidify a number that we can work on uh, while we uh, do some fundraising to support his cause. And we're definitely working on branding, getting the word out via our podcast. And we will be having some t-shirts and through word of mouth with friends. I'll get, get more into that in a later episode. Don't want to give too much away. But just to let you know that we are definitely moving full steam ahead. And in the next few days, you're going to see a really big uh, jump in our exposure out there. And just to remind people to ask yourself every day what you're doing today uh, that's getting you closer to where you want to be. And that's my update on Brave Move today so far, Joseph. Well, awesome. And I'll just say, let me add to it. Everybody who's listening to this podcast knows either me or Paul, most likely. So if you want to get a T-shirt, you want to start seeing this kid's art, it's really good. Just let us know. We'll be glad to share it with you. We're getting to the point where we're um, starting to you know, going to be raising some monies, but you know, this, this kid is main thing is, is helping him get his art out. And, uh, but yeah, awesome. And just anybody who's interested in seeing it, we'll have obviously everything published at some point, but just get in touch with us. I mean, uh, amazing. And I know you already have a couple of t-shirts you made for yourself that I saw that looked, I mean, just, just amazing. So uh, awesome. Awesome. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Great. Um, so, um, we talked about it on a podcast and, and I was just so excited when I saw this. So a few podcasts ago, you had mentioned, you know, one of the ways to start, you know, getting, you know, one of the different changes we can make is, you know, when you were talking about athletes and the amount of money that these athletes who are mostly African-American or at least in some sports, predominantly African-American, what if they choose to go to some of the historical black colleges? And then of course, mm -hmm. hopefully I say his name, same, say his name, right. McCurr maker, had uh, UCLA, actually Kentucky, and one other school that he was was in his finalist, and he decided to um, to go to HBCU, right? So um, yeah, go he made a big step. Yeah, uh, that was a big step for him to go to an HBCU because uh, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, athletes go to these big colleges is for that television exposure, and they have access to all of the resources that they need. They've got the weight rooms. They've got training facilities, uh, hot top-notch education. Not saying that there's not top-notch 
notch education other places, but that's why they go there is for the exposure. So for him to actually go to HBCU is huge because like I mentioned before, um, he's going to be surrounded by a whole different aspect of people because, you know, black people are not a monolithic people. So he will be around black teachers and authors and scientists every day. And that's one of the things that he mentioned on his trip was that he felt welcomed there. And he felt that, you know, he wasn't just, you know, just the athlete or just the black athlete. You know, he was part of the fabric of a community. And I think that's, that's huge. I think that's huge. Yeah, it's a it's it's awesome to see. It's a great step, and in basketball, one player really can. I mean, if he goes there and they have success, then it's even going to be even more um, of a great statement. And there's already been, I think, at least at least one that I personally saw. I think it's someone told me it was more than one. Other recruits, like class, when the kid I saw is 2023, that's already said, "Hey, basically, I'm picking uh, an HBCU too." Oh, really? Yeah. I can't think of who his name is, but yeah, class of 2023. So a couple years from now, but you know, they start scouting these kids at 15 or, or actually younger than that. Right. Probably like LeBron James yeah. kid is 12 and he's dunking, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, but just, just how great. And then, you know, think of how much money, you know, and it's not going to necessarily cost UCLA, Kentucky and Memphis were the top three, by the way. Um, it's mm-hmm. not going to cost them. Those are very strong programs. I think Penny Hardaway, by the way, is coaching Memphis, if I'm right. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to necessarily lose. But here's another school. I mean, imagine how much TV revenue that that school – I mean, I never saw How- Howard, right? That's reasonable. Yeah, I never saw – I've never seen Howard on TV unless they made it to the tournament, which I don't know. If and you wouldn't be seeing him this year if he wasn't, if he wasn't going to that school. Right, exactly. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah. It's just awesome. It's a game changer and something that you brought up and, and, you know, you start to see these steps and it is a, that's a very brave move talking about brave. That's a brave move. Exactly. I mean, it's going to change everything from merchandising, television, resume, revenue, commercials. Um, It's just going to go across the board and people are going to support that because they're like, wow, this kid really, like you said, he made that brave move um, to do what no one else was doing or people had only thought about doing but he's the one that actually made the, made the move. Yeah. Proud of him for doing that. Yeah, me too. And I just think it's awesome. And to have, you know, uh, there's so many good things happening uh, in our world right now, despite all the bad things that are coming out of this. And that's usually, you know, what, um, you know, uh, that's what, you that's what happens. Yeah. It's always darkest, you know, before, you know, before the dawn. Yeah, I was trying to think all, of that. Bad actually, things happen. <laughs> I couldn't think of that. I was going to say something really stupid. It wasn't even anything close to that either. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's been so, like I said, this past three weeks has been a whirlwind of emotions and anger and frustration. And, but there has been some good that came of it because through all of that, people have really been digging down deep to see what can I do to make a difference. And even if it's something small, do it. It right. takes it takes it takes a small move to do it, because if you sit around saying, I don't know what to do, that's another day that you haven't done something. Right. That's 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 great. That's a great. That's great. I love it. I love it. The way you said that was perfect. And and now I'm going to get you a little angry because we're going to talk about <laughs> We got to talk about first of all once again get out and vote you know start oh. registering now if you're not registered there's um 
I would suggest sign, I signed a couple of petitions that are trying to allow email voting. I assume that would work in the favor of getting more people to vote. Whatever it is, get get out there, get ready to vote, talk to your mm-hmm. friends, make sure they're voting. Even like here in Seattle, where we know everybody's going to vote against Trump, just keep going. You know, keep it, going. it doesn't matter. You know, let's let's not even. Last time, I think people don't get complacent. Get, yeah, we were up by whatever twenty in the fourth quarter, and we, uh, you know, they came back, and 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 now we have to deal with this orange guy. But yes, the Saturday Night Live episode, it was, it's just, it happened live. It was like, oh my god, what's what's happening? Yeah, right. And, um, <laughs> don't let it happen again. Oh my god, <laughs> don't let it happen again. That's a great uh, <laughs> sketch too. I love that one. So one, so Trump is, of course, he's over at Mount Rushmore, whatever. The, uh, I don't even know what he's doing there. This, I guess that's where white people go now. Um, you know, it's um, well, yeah, it's one of the places that they're they're going to, to get away from. Safe South. Everybody. Is that South Dakota or North Dakota or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, South safe. Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota, safe. Um, yeah. And of course, the the COVID's not up there because nobody was wearing masks, so it, it doesn't go to South Dakota, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which neither do you. You'd never go to South Dakota, right? <laughs> Not unless I had to. Not unless my bank was there. Or I don't know. So he goes there, and one of the things that I thought actually was a little bit humorous, and maybe not, I don't know, a lot. You know, I'm, I'm not a big history buff. We had Blair on last week. She talked about she didn't pay attention. She didn't want to learn about that, neither did I. You know what I mean? And, right. and, you know, so I don't really know. Unfortunately, I'm not as versed in history because no one could teach me history, right? But he wants right. to do this Garden of Heroes. Have you seen this thing? <laughs> so instead of, you know, everybody's Garden of Heroes. Them. Yeah, so he's going to build all these statues, a place called the Garden of Heroes with all these statues. And he gave a list of names. And I'm going to give you some of these names and I want you to know what you think. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And it's, I, I don't even know if this will be humorous, you know, because I don't know enough. But, 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 you know, his eye, you know, everybody's tearing down the statues, which now he says you can't do, or I don't know what he says. I, it changes every day and I, I can't follow him on Twitter. But, but here are some of the people and, and some of them, you know, you know, John Adams, Susan B. Anthony, um, Daniel Boone. Is Daniel Boone a real person? Daniel Boone was a real person. He is. Gosh, I feel stupid yes. for asking that. Davy Crockett. Is that a real person? Yeah, he was a real person. So what did he do? What was Davy Crockett? They were in the Alamo. There was just a whole I mean I can get into it, but we can oh, that's okay. another show. Yeah. <laughs> they got killed. <laughs> yeah. In the Alamo, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Earhart, that's pretty cool. Benjamin Franklin. Um Martin Luther King, that's pretty good. Um Dolly Madison, I don't know who that is. Ronald Reagan, that's an interesting one. Yeah, well, for his base. Yeah, Jackie Martin, Robinson. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, Jackie Robinson. Okay, of course, the, the normal ones. Yeah. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe, Harriet Tubman, Booker T. Washington, George Washington, Orville, and Wilbur Wright. So everyone that everyone already has been taught about in history. Yeah, so nothing's that, just, Yeah, it's not educating anyone, which. Yeah, it's not educating anyone. Garden of Heroes. I get it, but I need to know more about this Garden of Heroes because it sounds to me like it's something he's going to monetize for himself. Oh, for sure. And if he puts it in South Dakota, you're not going to see it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> You got that right. This is on YouTube. I'm not yeah. putting South Dakota. 
Yeah, interesting thing. The other thing that I thought was hilarious, um, and actually so not hilarious, um, that he that um, that caught my attention is he made a claim that ninety nine percent of the COVID uh, cases are harmless. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, and it just keeps getting. I didn't look at the. I haven't looked at the numbers the last couple of days because it's so depressing. But to have this guy running around and spouting. 99% is harmless. So only 1% of people that are affected have, that have died is 1%. So if it ticks up like one more percent, we've got another 200,000 people dead. <laughs> I mean, well, and here's what does the that scary, mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's the scary thing is harmless doesn't mean that people have to even die. I mean, a lot of people have been affected, infected by this and are still having symptoms and still dealing with it months after, you know, and they don't know. And I read this um, study that said it may have cognitive effects eventually long-term. So who knows, but harmless is just, it's just such, he just uses such a careless. Yeah. Harmless is such a careless word word in itself because it's harmless to call me, you know, the N word in a car, you know, in this, in the, in the street, but it could become harmful if the light turns red and I can reach you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what does harmless mean? I mean, he's, he's, he, he just doesn't make any sense. F U Y D. You just hear him like going away as they go away, like, you know. They barely hear what they're saying. Oh they're my away, gosh. You know, you know I think he just, he just, he just talks off the cuff, he just says what comes to mind. He doesn't think about what he's saying. And he really, everything he says is just for a reaction. He just says things for a reaction because he just needs to be like, people need are listening to what I'm saying. You know, what can I say to, to get some attention? He's just a hot mess. Hot mess. Or as you say in Spanish, caliente mesa. Yeah. Hot. Hot mess. And I'm, I'm I, you know, and I'm just dumbfounded now and there's there's a good uh, article on business insider actually which isn't as very political but basically is explaining the business reasons why he is just now convinced you know convinced that white grievance is his path to re-election i mean it's just very simple and it's really really good and yeah i'd suggest anyone check it out but you know oh about the southern strategy yeah that he, he just feels that you know playing up the white grievance all these you know, poor white folk now is going to be what is going to reelect them. And, and it's very obvious that's what he's doing. I don't think that's totally. anything of it, but, yeah. but the business side of it too. And the fact that his advisors are telling him to do the opposite and he's just completely just like, Hey, I have to go, you know, in this direction. I think he said far left fascists or something, what he said. In yeah. The he's just, and he white- just yells talking points and you listen to Fox news and they repeat everything he says all day. And you got these people that turn the Fox News on at five in the morning. They don't turn it off until 11 at night. And they repeat the same shit that he says over and over and over again in every conversation you have with them. They and sound like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And weren't you telling me, I didn't see this. I think it was you were telling me that he tweeted out um, the picture of those or the video of those you know, idiots in St. Louis with the machine guns and also the guy yelling white power video or something. Yeah. Something about what, what happened there? Oh man. Some guys in a Trump in a golf cart with a bunch of Trump flags. 
yelling white power at one of his at something. And then some guys like holding guns, just trying to look tough, you know, against the looters. It's just his whole thing. He talks about looters. He talks about protesters. He talks about the far left wing. That's what he, that's all he talks about at his campaign rallies. It's really right. sad. It's really sad. It's horrible. And he just keeps going more and more into that, uh, you know, direction. And that's, that's the whole point of it, right? Is that he's going to keep playing up with these. Of course he is. Really? He's going to keep tweeting stuff out because people aren't going to go and read. They're not going to do research. They're going to just listen to his tweets because you have 140 characters max. And that's where they get all the information that they need is from his 140 characters. Well, and the fact what I didn't real what I didn't realize you told me is that he tweeted that out. I mean, I saw the picture of the people with the machine guns on the news. Of course, I did not see the white power thing, but obviously, no one did until he tweeted it out. Probably, <laughs> you know. And you know, and if he's if you're gonna take the time to you know, and I, I don't, I, I probably have sent three tweets, maybe reply to a couple. I had a, a gut, you know, I, I haven't been on, but if you're gonna take the time to do that. Look what you do. Look what you're sending before you send it. Listen to the whole. He knows what he's sending. You think he knows what he's sending because when he found out about it, it took him like four hours to take it down. Four or five hours. You can take that down in thirty seconds. Wow. He knows. He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't have any type of plan. His plan is to just rile up the people that are going to get me reelected. It's just, you know, know, which is that's what's going to make these people go out and vote, which honestly is what happened the first time he got elected, too. I mean, let's be be honest. And now it's just a lot more emotions involved, you know. That's why Fox News every day still is talking about riots in Seattle. They're still talking about what's going on in Seattle. They're still talking about all the bad things that have happened, like to police or law enforcement. They're just touting law and order. And we've got to get law and order back. And we've got to make, you know, get these back from the streets. It's just sad. And I can sad, that's, sad. Been, that's all been peaceful. I think the, dem- my personal opinion is I think the demonstrators and the protesters that are out there aren't the same people that were out there weeks ago when this thing started. So it's kind of lost its purpose in that way, you know, and, um, but there was nothing going on wrong in Seattle. There was nothing any horrible, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was very peaceful after the police stepped back and, you know, nobody in Seattle who live here, nobody, and even the people I know that work down there at some point, I think the people in that neighborhood, you got to have your neighborhood functioning, right? You got a business there or whatever, but I mean, nobody was complaining about it. You know, it wasn't hurting anybody. It, it was something that we thought was actually the fact that they closed down the police uh, precinct. I thought was pretty symbolic. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think right. it was pretty impressive and, and you know that's it's just awesome. So, so some funny things since we're talking about idiot. Um, you know, I, was, <laughs> I know you know the, and I hadn't been on there in a while, but we we years ago, and anyone who hasn't seen it, it's called the Onion. It's a, I think we used to we used to look at it when it was a real paper version, but now it's yeah. online. <laughs> and yeah. we still, I, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I started looking. I was like, you know, some of these are really, and it's and in case anyone doesn't know, it's a fake news website, and they make up <laughs> funny stories. And I was looking at some of the headlines, and I, I, so then I went to Fox News, and one American. <laughs> you almost news, can't tell the difference. <laughs> one American news. Have you heard of this thing? 
Yes. The mullet, uh, Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy mullet dude had that. He's wearing, that's how I found out about it, right? He's wearing a T-shirt, you know, and, and the guy coaches uh, college football, right? He's wearing some racist network T-shirt. But anyway, right. so, right. so I, you know, hopefully I have a couple good ones picked out, but I'm going to, here, we're going to have fun and I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you uh, a headline. And I just want you to um, tell me um, if it's real, <laughs> Fox okay. or OAN. You don't have to guess which one of those, if it's real or if it's something from the onion. Okay. And um, yeah, let's, let's, let's see how, how it goes. So, um, all right. This will be fun. All right. So Georgia Secretary of State vows to investigate why some residents forced to wait two centuries to vote. <laughs> oh my god i'm just joking my coffee that's obviously <laughs> you know what's funny about these oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna say the onion yeah yeah i mean that was but that it's so it. funny because it could be true because the way that they handle voting in georgia and the way they make people wait in line for hours and hours and hours in certain communities. In certain communities, it takes five minutes. In other communities, it takes six hours. It's just insane. It, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes that absurdness and makes it. All right. Here comes the next one. I'm hoping, that, regardless, we're going to have some funny headlines here, but I'm hoping we can stop you. Okay. All right. U.S. pushes ahead with Taliban peace deal. That's Trump. That's got to be Trump. Oh, yeah. That's OAN. OAN news. All right. All right. Yeah. It sounds like something they would do, especially in this time now. And I feel like they'll even spin it a certain way. Like, look, we can talk to the Taliban, but we can't talk to the protesters in the street because they're far left real liberals. Right. And that's 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 the, that's the that's exactly right. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is uh this is actually kind of fun you know uh <laughs> trying to figure out here so um all right uh democratic senator says trump would be abandoning the troops if he vetoes hold on that's that's the wrong one there's a different one here hold on uh okay Sorry, I, I got uh, thrown off track there. My fault. Okay. Sorry. Congress announces willingness to offer Black Lives Matter protesters holiday or statue. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the like Dave Chappelle skin. That's the onion. That's definitely the onion. I think these are all, you're all gonna, these are all going to be the onion. I should define some better ones. I, thought it was <laughs> I just start uh, imagining what type of statues um, would be erected. Oh, my God, right? It would just be <laughs> if people just got to choose what type of statues they wanted. Oh, my God. <laughs> In your neighborhood. <laughs> Oh man, I can't just imagine. It'd just be awesome. So, 
All right. I, I, I guess these are all pretty funny, but um, I can't I can't I can't find any other good Trump ones. <laughs> That's OK. Let's read. A, I'll read a couple more of the onion ones that I thought were pretty good. Um, OK. Uh, that I had found. And then next time, maybe I'll do another one and we can. But I don't want to waste too many because we should probably come back to this. But um, uh, Biden campaign considering using the Internet to attract voters. <laughs> uh, and there's another one that's just so yeah, obvious. Yeah. It's a, a quote from Obama. I'm so proud to enjoy Joe Biden. That's who they went with, huh? <laughs> For president. <laughs> Damn. If you know it's funny because it's true in a lot of those, so he's actually scary as crap, right? That's the scary part. That it's so ridiculous that it may, I don't know whether to be angry sometimes or or just to laugh hysterically because you know what, we're all just going to hell in a handbasket. Um and then, oh, did you see the other did you see um that Kanye West is running for yeah. president? Is that for <laughs> real? It's for real. And Elon Musk, I guess, is backing him. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, it, I, well, th- th- that's what this has come to now. Yeah, Cardi B too. She's going to be the vice president. I, I, come on, I'm high. Man, one hell of a song! I tell you that. I guess the national anthem will get changed. Yeah. It'll have a beat. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. Well, Cardi can dance to it. Yeah, but I, I think she's running for president. I think she's doing her own thing. That's that's because when I tried to look up the Kanye West thing, because I did see that, and I just I'm just thinking. Well, as ridiculous as it sounds, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's well discussion. I mean, what would Kanye do that was that would be so much worse than what Trump is? I mean, I don't know, but Kanye's got some pretty messed up political views, right? I guess what I worry about is just the vote being taken away from. Oh yeah, of a, of, a, of, a, of a viable candidate because even though Trump has made a mockery of the presidency, we can't continue to have a mockery of the presidency. We can't continue down this road, and we've got to kind of rein this stuff in. We've got to get somebody serious in the White House uh, to get some things done, especially now as we need to move forward with what's now progressed in society and the realities of everything. We really need someone. That's got a steady head on their shoulders, not some juvenile man, you know, that's narcissistic and everything else is only looking out for his self-interest. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And you can describe Kanye that way too, I think. Exactly. But, but I think the main thing to your point, I remember years ago when Ross Perot came in, I can't, you know, I don't think it was too good, but it's like, you know, you take a lot of the vote away. He's not going to take away votes from Trump. Exactly. Right. So even those on the vote, he's taking away. Yeah. I mean, and then who else does it? You know, I was I was actually kind of hoping months ago that a third party, successful, smart businessman that we have respect for in this world would, you know, say, I'm just going to run for. I mean, anyone can do it. That's what Trump did. Right. I'm going to run for president, you know, and and, uh, you know, of course, he joined in the party, you know, and a party that's becoming more and more right, you know, as, as, you know, and for a while the different parties were becoming more and more alike, you know, and you had a few extremists to go, but you know, they were blending in and things were getting done, 
you know, and then like you said, you have a selfish little kid, for lack of a better description, that's your president. I mean, imagine. Well, there's no interest and in, they don't want things to get done. Right. You know, so they, they want that to people to start dividing again. They don't want that. They don't want people in the streets holding hands for the right thing. They don't want people doing that. So they will do their best to divide and conquer. Yeah. That's, that's in their nature. Well, and think of your soul if you don't want people to get along and love each other. What kind of person mm. are you? Who, right? I mean, and, and anybody that I, anybody that would say that they wouldn't want to see that is, is full of hate. And there's a lot of people in the world that don't want to see that. There's a lot of people out there that can't stand it if someone is doing, is getting something more than them or they think in their mind or doing better than them in their mind. People love to blame. People don't want to take responsibility. Yes, there's things that happen. There's barriers that get in the way. But other people aren't always to blame for your issues. Well, that's 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 a lesson in life for anybody, right? I mean, that's that's one of the hardest things. There can be right? situations. Yeah. Situations, yes. But people in general, it's usually not. It's usually just a situation. And people in general in certain situations. I'm not taking that out of the picture. But I think you know what I mean. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I and I think, you know, situation and people in general, it's, um, you know, regardless, it's it's just it's exactly right. And and I mean, I think it's one of the things for me personally that helped me mature is to stop looking at all the factors, all the people and blaming other people and look and see what I what what could I have done different in a situation and. You know, and if you have a guy who, you know, at this point, for lack of a better description, has he just gets off on it, right? There's really no personal gain. He's not making money from it. He's it's fame and notoriety, I guess, right? That's his ego and all that. But yeah. and you know, what bothers me about the Kanye thing is just not to cut you off there, but it's no, just no, like, no, no, you're fine. It's like, come on, dude, how are you gonna go from Obama to Kanye West if you're gonna have an African American president? Right. That doesn't make any sense in itself. It's like, come on, guys. I'm not taking anything away from Kanye. He's a smart guy. He needs, makes loads of money, this and that. But look, again, you need some some real leadership in the White House, not someone who's going to make a show out of it. It's not a show. This isn't TV. You right. don't need two, two guys up there who have loads of money where it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do because whatever happens, they're going to go back to their ranch wherever they are and live their life and not really care about what happens to you. It doesn't affect them the same way as it does the normal person. So you don't need that type of person in the white house. You just don't. Yeah. I mean, that you could, it couldn't say it better. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, I think you, the one thing you said, it's not a show right now. It is yeah. right. It yeah. really is like you're watching that some really, really fucked up reality show. <laughs> yes. And you're it's, going, okay, when do, we, when do we get to vote this asshole off this island or whatever the you know, show is or whatever? And and that's the problem. You know, if it was, you know, I, I actually, you know, and, you know, like, and I know he has no qualifications and, I, you know, whatever. But, you know, I look at someone like a, like a, like a, like a LeBron James or, um, and he's still playing basketball. So obviously he's not a realistic option or, and a Kaepernick and they're, they're young, but like someone like that who could represent, who would want to try to really make exactly. social change that wouldn't be doing it to further their celebrity, to right. you know, gain more attention. And, and actually somebody who, and two people that I, I mean, 
not, I don't know. I mean, obviously Kanye West is smart as shit. He's made a whole bunch of money. He's got that church thing that looks, that's pretty, pretty cool, I think. And, and all this other stuff. Hey, we can't and, not knock the fact that, that he's a very life. opportunistic person. Right. Right. And we'll see, just like Mace did, just like Al Green, just Mace. like everybody else who was like, you know, Mace a rapper or a singer that all of a sudden found God and then everything was about God. And then all of a sudden they said, hey, you know what? I don't want to be with down with God anymore and go back and forth, you know, depending on how it makes them feel. I mean, come on. I'm not knocking it saying that he's not real, but come on. Let's, I mean, that's. I well, if you're, if you're comparing them to Mace, you're knocking it. <laughs> well, um, come up with that one. <laughs> well, Mel Mace used to, you know, he was rapping, then all of a sudden he became no, a yeah. teacher, remember? Yeah, and then he I, like didn't. He said he wanted nothing to do with all the secular stuff. And like three years later, you know, once you know wasn't making any money, all of a sudden he's back in the rap game again. Yeah. So it's like okay, so we'll continue to listen to what Kanye comes out with music-wise and see how Christian-like it is. Maybe I'll judge it on that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what's what's gonna come out next? Dude, so. You know. And so instead of wearing Yeezys, are is he gonna wear Jeezys now? Are they gonna be Jeezys? <laughs> Jesus sandals? <laughs> I don't know. He's he's very opportunistic. I just think, like you say, if it's gonna be someone, it needs to be someone real that's gonna make some change. And if you're gonna have someone literally like a star, yeah, I wouldn't mind someone like a LeBron or a Kaepernick who's actually knows things about and cares about social issues and to make an actual real change. Well, I think we're serious about it. Yeah. I think the qualifications you said earlier, someone level-headed, someone's intelligent and someone who wants to make things better, you know, it's pretty who doesn't think they have all the answers. It's okay to not have all the answers. People think that asking for help is a sign of weakness, but it's not. It's a sign of strength. So knowing that you're not good at everything and getting the people around you that you know can do it, can help is very valuable. So people like Trump who just thinks he knows absolutely everything about every situation is just a closed minded individual. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be, he's never had to be open minded. He's never had to be open minded. No, because why he's never had to, I mean, he's never had to be, he's never had to want for anything in his life. He Ever. can't, he can't relate to the normal man normal working man that he claims he can relate to. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we mentioned on an earlier podcast, if I remember correctly, he's, he couldn't be any more different than the people that he's riling up to come and, you know, torch the buildings with them. You know, he couldn't be any more different than those any people. Those people struggle. Those struggle. The, a lot, a lot of the people that are believing in him probably have a lot more of the struggles on, on that, you know, that minorities face and they do than than what, exactly. Trump, than what Trump faces for sure. You know, what I mean, he probably like, couldn't even boil an egg. I, I'm not even. <laughs> joking, I'm not even. I'm not even making a joke about oh, it. Oh, you tell oh, him to make boiled eggs. Yeah. I guarantee you, he he'd fuck it up. Oh, he'd fuck God. up boiling eggs, man. He doesn't know how to do it. The That's simple thing. Sure. He couldn't even boil an egg. And I really think <laughs> he would be able to do it. Oh my God! When you put it that way, it just makes me almost. And that wasn't even supposed to be a joke. I'm just like thinking to myself, man, that's how far detached he is. He just, he just doesn't get it. And then you look at these crowds, and these people look like they fucking need a lot of help, and they're screaming and hooting and hollering like, 
they're next in line to get a million dollar check and they're not. Well, and that's, I wonder how much any of these people's lives have improved over the last four years. It hasn't. The only reason it's improved is because now they feel emboldened or entitled to act like fucking assholes. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes them feel good is that they're able to act like complete assholes to people with no repercussion. And if that's what you get joy out of, that's a problem. That's a problem that you don't care about how others are treated. You don't care about how other people are t- spoken to. You don't care about how other people are respected by other human beings. All you care about is what you care about. You know, don't don't stand on your rights while you go ahead and shit on everybody else's rights, but don't dare keep them from doing what they want to do. It's, right. it's, it blows me away. The audacity, the arrogance. Yeah, and they fall back on the fucking constitution, which needs to go away. They can't even spell constitution half of those people. Yeah. And guess what? I'm free to yell racist things and do a whole bunch of horrible things and not wear my mask and get other people sick and all this shit. And that's what I want to fight for. And that's what I think the constitution equals. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) I'll do, I'll die for this country, but I won't wear a mask for this country. I'll do everything on this planet, but I, I won't wear a mask to protect my fellow human. Yeah. It's insane. Well, that's the thing about the mask is you're not protecting yourself. Yeah. And that's what that's where the selfishness boils down, is you're really not. And you know, you're 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 protecting the other people in case you happen to have this thing. But they you don't care. I mean? That's the point. They don't care about other people. Well, that's exactly the point. They don't but they want you to care about them if all of a sudden people call them out for their bullshit and their racist behavior. Now they want the woe is me. Everyone feels sorry for me because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, I can't make a living. I got fired from my job. So what? Yeah. I need to fly. I need to fly this flag to celebrate the two years of history, yeah. you know, 20, whatever horrible history. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's my heritage. Yeah. It's our heritage. Yeah, what do you mean it's your heritage? <laughs> I mean, read about it. I mean, obviously, the people that scream and yell about it, somebody told them what it meant. Right. They didn't do any history on it. Well, they can't read. Hearsay. It was hearsay. Someone told them what it meant to them, their interpretation of it, and they've now carried it on to their children and their children, and they don't even know the history of it. And when you do break it down to them and tell them, they think you're lying. Because they didn't hear from Fox News or Tucker Carlson or fucking Sean Hannity. These colors don't run, Paul. These colors don't run. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh my gosh. It's, it's just, um, I think I heard someone in the neighborhood yell back. <laughs> I was telling my son about that. And he goes, anywhere? And he's like, fascinated. But we can't go anywhere with a group of people right now. Right? We can't go to a concert. <laughs> but he's like anywhere. I go, yeah. Do it, you, son. Some other white dude's gonna call oh that. You know? But that, but not to, not to, not to ruin the point because I, the, what you said was so, so very well put and exactly right. And you know, at some future thing, we, I mean, really, a lot of things have to change if we want to really cha- make some changes. And it starts with like some of these really old laws too, and 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 
and getting past that and the, the, the fact that people still rely on this stuff and you know, a guy can stand out in front of his house with an automatic rifle because he feels that that's his amendment rights or whatever. Well, and it's just like I said, on Fox News, the narrative is, hey, all the black people are coming to take your stuff. So they are sitting there locked and loaded at their doors, waiting, thinking everyone wants to take all their stuff. And the it's funniest insane. thing, the funniest thing for me on that is that I've always wanted to take all black folks stuff. <laughs> and what and they do. <laughs> I want the music. I want I want everything, you know. <laughs> so you might want to get you might want to arm up the next time I head down my way. Now with some styling shoes, probably. I mean, you know, you know, anything besides new balance, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, very, very well put and a lots of this one went a little bit longer than I thought it would, but lots of good stuff and and um Man, and then we're gonna keep trying to add some people um, on here too. I think, and, and yeah, for sure. I know that last week we had Blair on there. It was a really good show. Awesome. Uh, she brought a lot to it, and I believe um, I want to have another guest uh, that I know about. He was in the hospitality industry, and through all of this COVID nineteen um, stuff, he's had to change careers after he's been in the hospitality career for over twenty years. And so it's gonna be interesting to see how he made that pivot and made that change because of COVID-19 and how he's now going to be making a living. Awesome. Something to look forward to. And um, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Paul Avery. Uh, have a great day and we will talk soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye.